0: everyone hope you guys are doing well and staying safe um, welcome to our first episode of our new podcast series i'm Karina kohli i'm the founder of baby space um, to quickly introduce you to baby space We're a health tech startup and we're here to inform and guide you through your parenthood journey. We're here to destigmatize various subjects, answer your questions and guide you through this difficult, confusing, but incredible journey in your life. Um, Season one of our podcast series is going to be about destigmatizing various topics. We call it Open Table Conversations and we're here to interview different doctors, experts in this domain and answer all the questions that you're going to have. Hope you enjoy this season and I hope that you can apply some of the tips and some of the suggestions into your everyday. Hi everyone, welcome back to Baby Space's Open Table Conversation. Today we have Apurva Joshi here with us. Apurva is a certified nutritionist and we're going to be talking about body positivity today. Hi Apoorva, welcome to our show.
1: Thank you so much for having me over Karina. I have been wanting to talk more about this topic and I'm really motivated to do so. So it's
0: very exciting to be here. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Um, To just kind of set the context um, for why we're talking about this topic today, Um, as we all know, there's been this, you know, flurry and this influx of You know, weight people put on social media, different filters, makeup trends, different outfit trends, beauty trends, things like that, which has led to this pressure that we tend to put on our body. um, That has also led to, you know, a negative association and negative body image for so many people, not just women, for children, for teenagers, for women and also for men. Um, so that is why I think talking about body positivity is so so important because it's important for us to love our body Um, you know it's the greatest gift that we're ever going to get have a positive uh, relationship with ourselves. have a positive and an uplifting self-image which is why um, I know you are super aligned with our vision and our belief on this subject as well, which is why I wanted to, you know, talk to you about this. Um, What are your thoughts on, you know, the recent kind of weight people put on self-image, jumping on trends, um, you know, negative body image? So I think
1: more and more people have access to internet. And unfortunately, because all the schools are online, even kids have access to so much internet now. So people have access to more, uh, more content that does not make them feel very positive about themselves. And that's why it has become incredibly important to make sure that people uh, feel good about themselves, feel strong enough in their own bodies. So that's why this conversation must reach more people to make sure that they feel good.
0: Absolutely. And, um, you know, just in simple terms, if you could explain what exactly is body positivity?
1: So we have been uh, made to believe that, you know, there are certain characteristics that makes one's body ideal, like, you know, maybe white skin is ideal or thin body is ideal or having a wrinkle-free skin is better. And because of, you know, all these societal norms that have been set over a long time, anybody who does not possess these characteristics thinks that their body is flawed. They can never be perfect. And... To uh, be not, you know, happy with the body that you are going to live with forever is not a good feeling at all. And nobody must feel like that. Yeah. So body positivity is a social movement that started with an aim of making sure that people, irrespective of which uh, gender, uh, color or race or body shape they are of, but they should not feel a negative about their own body. And everybody has a right to feel positive, empowered and strong in the body that they are in. So that
0: is the aim Absolutely. of body positivity. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's our responsibility to make other people feel included and, you know, different brands, it's up to them and their responsibility to make their campaigns, um, you know, relatable. So everyone feels that they belong and they look on that poster or that ad about a cream or about a hair product and they say, oh, that could be me, you know, instead of creating this kind of false um sense of self that people strive to become, but you know, not even the model or the actor in that ad actually looks like. Um to, uh, I wanted to kind of ask you um why does one get affected by you know a negative body image and these um you know external standards
1: so unknowingly we believe that uh, the way we appear to other people is what defines us or that is what defines who we are as people so we constantly yeah. keep making efforts to make sure that we wear clothes that make us look a certain way to make sure that our body looks thin to make sure that our skin doesn't have show any flaws or you know our clothes are wrinkle free etc so to make sure that we can look as perfect to other people and this is what like this whole process is what people call body obsession that one is too affected by uh, their perception of how people might see them as and i don't blame these people that you know because we are we are too conditioned to make you know make, make us believe that how we look is who we are so we have to move a little away from that and because we think in our imagination that if i don't look good people are going to see me as a bad person we do everything in our capacity to make sure that we look good all the time. So that is what yeah. leads to these expectations
0: is what leads to having a negative body image. Understood. Um, you know, with time, we've also learned that our mental state affects our physical state or our physical state affects our mental state. So could you kind of, you know, share a little more on how a negative, um, you know, self-image or a negative body image um what implications it has on our mental or physical or emotional health.
1: So it has an, it has a big impact on our physical, mental, as well as social well-being. And you know, to give you examples of how this might affect one's health, um, say there was a girl who had PCOS who went to a doctor. She was told that she was too fat and it is because if she was overweight, it was leading to all these health issues. So she must lose a lot of weight and she took that too seriously. And she started eating very less, exercising a lot for hours together every day. And she kept working on it really hard. And she made sure that she lost a lot of weight in a very short time. But what also happened in this process is is that she was eating too little to meet her body's needs. So that led to malnutrition. And it in turn led to uh, having very low hormonal values that are not good for uh, one's well-being. Having uh, anemia, which is a huge problem amongst uh, girls. And also uh, having excessive hair fall, for example. So in the long term, it affected her ne- health negatively. So it did not improve her physical health at all. Uh, another way in which it can affect you is, say, uh, a woman who goes to uh, goes for swimming and wears a swimsuit. Now somebody looks at her and says that she's too fat to wear a swimsuit. How, did, how dare she do this? And that just that one comment or one line which somebody must have said so casually, affected her in more ways than one could have imagined. So she started feeling uh, too underconfident, like she couldn't feel confident in her own clothes, in her own body. So she tried avoiding any place, any uh, occasion, any uh, place where she might be judged for her appearance. So she started skipping all such occasions. So that led to uh, feeling mentally very uh, negative. And also led to social isolation. So that did impact her mental as well as social well-being. So even, you know, very casual remarks like that or very uh, very small things that people say to each other without realizing its impact do make people feel very negative about their own self.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thing about body positivity, but I think I have a couple of questions about that. Um, so does body positivity mean that you know, we shouldn't give importance to weight loss or physical fitness? Or does it mean that, you know, weight and like being overweight has no impact on health and being like healthy overall? What does it mean exactly?
2: So no, this is something that is, you know, very widely misunderstood. That It is not that weight does not have any impact on your health. Or it doesn't mean that being body positive does not mean that you have to reject all efforts taken to improve one's health. So it, uh, so weight does have an impact on our health. And what we mean is just because somebody who's too thin or too fat does not mean that that person cannot feel good or cannot feel healthy. Now, whenever we go to any healthcare professional, for example, what they use to tell us if we are too fat or too thin, etc., is mostly Be my own. mind. Yeah.
0: So,
2: and BMI is not a, so. BMI is not something that is a good determinant of our health. So it was not designed oh. by a doctor or a healthcare expert at all. BMI was one indicator that was designed by a mathematician. So there was a mathematician who was trying to figure out what an average European white male looks like. So he calculated this particular ratio, and he did not calculate oh. it with an, with you know a whole approach of let's see who's the healthiest. He he just wanted to find an average European white male, and somehow this is so found-
0: surprising. Yeah, yeah, To be honest, I always believed it was like calculated, calculated according to like the optimal health ratio no. of a human body or something.
2: So he did it for whatever research he was doing on average Europeans. But somehow, uh, you know how different industries benefit from such things. So the American insurance or industry, somehow took disadvantage of this and they started using this to charge people from different BMI ranges differently. Like if you are too fat, then you know we are taking additional risk by giving you coverage so you have to pay extra. So that is how they started misusing this and slowly even healthcare professionals found this as a convenient way of judging people's health and it found its way into like mainstream healthcare. So it wasn't designed to determine your health And even logically, our male bodies and female bodies are designed very differently. Females tend to have more fat because we have more uh, fat located in our breasts. We also tend to have more fat because we are capable of giving birth to children and, you know, nurturing lives. Most of our uh, sexual organs are made of fat. So naturally, women tend to have more body fat percentage. Now, considering this huge difference between male and female bodies, how can there be one single determinant that can tell us whether both are healthy? So, this cannot be the right way to judge. So, definitely, like the way we have been, uh, we don't deny that health weight can impact our health, but not in the way all of these industries make us believe. Like, this is not the only determinant of our health. In fact, weight itself is a very uh, complex way to judge people, you know. Weight, a lot of people just think that if somebody is overweight or, you know, not uh, in the normal body or the MI ranges, it is due to lack of responsibility that this person is not putting in enough effort into eating well or exercising well. But weight itself is uh, impacted by your socioeconomic status. It is impacted by your mental health. It is impacted by the financial support that you have, you know, eating well and or Being able to exercise, having that kind of time in your uh, schedule to exercise is not a privilege that everybody has. So weight itself is a very complex uh, thing to judge somebody by. So what one can do is, you know, not that weight does not impact our health, but it is not the only thing that impacts our health. So follow more weight inclusive approach. Now what we mean by uh, most of the practitioners follow a weight normative approach, which means that the ultimate goal of anybody's health journey is to lose weight is to reach like one ideal body weight whereas Mm -hmm. weight inclusive approach means that it can recognize all the other kinds of progress that you also make on your way of health journey weight is not the only way to measure progress so it is not rejecting that weight does not have any impact but it is just making people feel good at whatever weight and whatever body shape they are in, they sh- it should
0: not uh, discourage them from getting healthier. Understood. Got it. Um, you know, that being said, obesity is still a really prevalent issue. And, you know, obesity in children, men and women, um, there's also this belief, I think, in Indian culture to, you know, overfeed a baby and the healthier baby looks, um, you know, the better it is, which leads to obesity in children. And, then they have severe, you know, issues and illnesses later in life. So, you know, in general, how does one with obesity, you know, adopt a healthier lifestyle, um, you know, healthier and like positive body image? Um, what are the kind of tips that someone dealing with obesity can do?
2: So that's a very good question. Like, you know, it it cannot be that you have to change the way you look or you have to change how your body appears to get healthier. So irrespective of whether you are thin or fat, because we are obsessing so much over our weight these days, that we have forgotten what all other kinds of health parameters look like. So to give you like an example, there was a research done on uh, a set of audience recently. And what they did was to convince the uh, people who were a part of this research were of different body shapes, sizes, BMIs, etc. And all of these people were told to eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, then exercise regularly, uh, uh, keep their intake of alcohol very limited, and uh, make sure that they don't smoke. So, all of these, like, you know, healthy practices, uh, all of these participants were made to follow all of these. And at the end of this research, they measured different kinds of progress. So one of, the, uh, one of the significant progress that everybody made, irrespective of what BMI they started at, was a significant reduction in their risk of mortality, which was, very, which was okay. a very good thing to achieve. So what it showed is, you know, if you follow all these healthy practices, irrespective of which weight you start at, it is going to improve your health. So it's not that if you are fat, and if you are not losing weight, you are going to be unhealthy. So one must eat balanced meals, exercise regularly, not smoke uh, at all, or you know, control their intake of alcohol and all of these. Because even if these do not change, you know, any way in which we look, or this does not make us lose any weight or gain any weight, they are still going to improve our health. And you can see that improvement in other ways than just monitoring your weight. So it can uh, come to you in the form of improved energy levels you can maybe start sleeping better you can feel stronger your blood parameters can look better Mm, you can feel better mentally you can also uh, reduce the risk of different diseases so overall there can be a lot of different improvement in your health but even if it does not entail even a single gram of weight loss this is how anybody can get healthier irrespective of whether they are underweight or overweight so we should uh, we should focus more on the journey rather than what is our end goal. So the end goal is just to have yeah. a healthy lifestyle. It is not to lo- have a particular weight or a particular size.
0: Understood. I think a lot of us get confused and, you know, have this idea saying, oh, my aim is to, you know, weigh X amount of kgs or, oh, I want to drop X, Y, Z. Um, But instead, I think we should kind of, you know, align our goals to I want to, have a healthier and a fitter life as compared to reach this you know dream weight that we have in our mind. Um, so you're absolutely right. Um, another question I, I had for you, um, I think it's when one thinks of you know insecurities or you know a negative body image, um, you know, low self-esteem, lack of confidence. Um, people usually associate that with women dealing with those issues. Um, But I think it's, you know, a less talked about fact that children deal with that as well. Men deal with that as well. So could you share a little bit more on, you know, who gets the most affected with the negative body image and, you know, deals with self-esteem issues and things like that?
2: So to be honest, just anybody. I mean, anybody who does not like their skin color, does not like the way their hair looks, or does not like the way their body appears or the shape that their body is in, and a lot of that. So even men do feel yeah. insecure. Like we have seen a lot of men, you know, who are not confident about their receding hairline or who are not confident because they're Belly is uh, showing or anything like that. But uh, so what the statistics show, interestingly, is that uh, 90% of people who feel uh, not confident in their own bodies are females. And most of them are in the age group of 15 to 25. And like when I think about it, like it makes sense because uh, women undergo a lot of physiological changes in their body through different phases. So when a girl reaches, say, puberty, she's going to put on a little little weight, she's going to start developing um, secondary sexual characteristics and that makes her more concerned about her appearance. Similarly, like even during a pregnancy or during breastfeeding, our bodies undergo very natural changes to make sure that, you know, we are capable of nurturing another human being. And even though it's a part, part of the most natural processes in nature, it still somehow makes the woman feel very underconfident and, you know, not so good in her own. So we tend to forget that what an amazing capability we have to nurture another human being uh, by ourselves. So that is also something that makes women feel very negative. Another thing, even uh, say during menopause, the hormonal levels change. So that also makes women put on weight or that changes the way their skin feels and, you know, how their hair feels, etc., so there are too many phases in a woman's life where the physiological uh, changes take place, and also if you see the uh, societal pressure that you know all the beauty standards that are imposed are mostly on women. That you know women have to look a certain way, or women have to dress up a certain way to make sure that they are perceived as good women. So in both of these ways, like the physiological ways and the societal ways, women are the ones who get more affected because of. Uh, Negative body image.
0: Got it. Um, to kind of you know talk about body image, body positivity when it comes to children, obviously that's super important because children are so impressionable and they literally absorb everything in their environment. They're learning something new, honestly, every hour if not every day. Um, so my my question to you would be is how can a parent kind of you know inculcate body positivity? And, you know, healthy uh, relationship with food and with self-image when it comes to young children.
2: So that's a very good question. You know, I believe that maybe our generation and our parents' generation did not have access to so much information to, you know, get rid of this bias early. But now we owe our, you know, the children or the next uh, generation a better future. So we have to do all we can to make sure that they grow up without these biases. So, like, think about a toddler or a child. Now, is the child ever going to look up to the mother and say that, okay, this woman is too fat, so she needs to lose some weight for me to like her. Like, No child is going to think like that. Or no. is that child ever going to look up to the father and say that this man is too dark, you know, he must get a little fair before I start liking him. That's not what a child will ever say or do. Because these are not our primary instincts. We are not born with these biases. All of these biases are taught. So, unless in implicit or explicit way you teach a child to be this biased, we are not going to have it naturally. Now, one can say that, you know, I'm never going to sit my child down and say that fat is bad or thin is healthy or any of that. Then, you know, I'm not propagating those values to the next generation. But children don't learn only from what you tell them they learn a lot of things by observing you they learn a lot of things just yes. implicitly so to yes. give you an example uh, so i have a one year old niece and uh, she was born during the pandemic so she's always seen okay. my my brother and his wife like which she's always seen both her parents come home and sanitize their hands and Now, nobody asks her to sanitize her hand, but she just looks at both her parents doing it. She doesn't have any sanitizer in the hand, but she also does that. Now, nobody asks her to do so, but she thinks that if my parents do it, this must be a good thing. I should do it too. So, children are going to, you know, pick up a lot of these things without your knowledge. So, how you can make sure that you are raising children to become body positive is to be very mindful of your words and actions. So if you free yourself of all the bias, only then will your children be free from any bias. So how can we do that? Now, uh, if you believe that you know there is a flaw in your body, you must not do so. So say if you are getting dressed and you get dressed and you tell your partner that, oh, maybe I look too fat in this outfit. I think I should change. I can't go out like this. Now, what the child is going to hear from that conversation is that looking bad. Looking fat in public is a shameful thing to do. I can never do that in my life. So unknowingly, you have told the child that being fat is a bad thing. Or if you say that, you know, I ate a pizza in the afternoon, I think I should go for a two-hour run and burn it off. So even though you might have said it casually, the child is going to think that if you want to have your favorite food, you have to make sure that you exercise a lot to deserve that particular food which is not true like we we yeah. need to eat irrespective of whether we exercise or not absolutely so yeah we have to be very mindful of the words we say and the actions we do in front of our children and the best way to do that will be to free ourselves of the bias force so to make sure that our kids grow up to be body positive we have to lead by example we have to become that ourselves force to make sure that they become that too
0: Absolutely. And I think that was very well put, um, you know, coming back to talking about children and body positivity, um, obviously school, it plays a really, really big part in a child's socialization. So, you know, what could teachers and what could schools kind of do to, you know, help children feel more confident, secure, um, you know, individual, and, you know, have a positive relationship with their bodies. So, I feel like formal education
2: should definitely have lessons to make sure that children uh, stay away from all kinds of implicit bias, you know, be it based on gender or religion or race or color or body shape. So, but that is a huge process. So it is going to take a long time to, you know, get that incorporated. But what can happen immediately is to take a very strict stand against all kinds of shaming. Now, a lot of times, you know, children uh, get thin shamed or fat shamed in their, say, yearly weight checkup, or when they go for a PT class or when they go for a swimming lesson, they they get thin shamed yes. or fat shamed. And at that age, they do not know that this is not their fault. They don't know that they are not wrong. They believe that maybe this is my fault. They will not go and complain against somebody. So, then it becomes the schools or, you know, whichever educational institute or uh, a responsibility to make sure that they enforce really strict rules against all kinds of shaming like this. So, as early as we start, you know, to make people realize that this is not okay and a casual statement like this can spoil someone's life, that is going to help them stay free from bias in the long term. That they should realize this early. So, the schools have a bigger responsibility on this front.
0: Um. You mentioning that yearly weight checkup, it really took me back to school. I actually, you know, I I was always much taller and bigger built than a lot of my friends. And I remember when we all had to check our weight, I used to feel so conscious that I was heavier than most of the girls in my class. And, you know, not that anyone made me feel bad about it, but I guess, you know, when Everyone else weighs in a certain bracket and you want to, you know, fit in. It really plays, um, you know, a role with your psyche and your perception. And you think that oh, something maybe weird or wrong with your body. Um, but then, of course, when I grew older, I realized that bone density, things like that have also a huge role in weight. And things but it really did take me back to the school days and the yearly weight checkouts which I hated um, to um, you know kind of talk about the negative body image um, and you know negative thoughts that um, a lot of us deal with I know I do um, sometimes what are the ways that we can you know kind of get rid of those thoughts or um, you know try to help or you know teach ourselves to think in a positive manner? So, you know, we are
2: too used to attributing our self-worth to our body appearance. So we have to get out of that zone that we are constantly trying to make sure that our body looks good by, you know, making certain clothes that make us feel like our body looks good in these clothes or making putting on makeup to make sure that our skin looks flawless or, you know, making sure that we are clicking pictures in a way that people are going to like the pictures more or going to appreciate us more in these particular pictures and if all of this makes you happy then you know go ahead and do all of this. i don't have a problem with people doing this but if you are doing all of this to only hide your flaws or you believe that your body is flawed and you are trying to hide it by doing all of this then that is not okay so we are focusing so much on you know making sure that our body looks good that we forget that our body is good. We have to start believing that irrespective of how it looks, you are good. Your body is still good. So we have to remind ourselves that, you know, what all the body that we think is flawed is capable of doing so many amazing things. Your body is capable of getting up every day and making a living. Your body is capable of taking care of itself. Your body is capable of taking care of your family. Your body is capable of nurturing another human being. So, our body is capable of doing, you know, impacting the world, changing the world. We can do so many things. Now, if you go back in history and think about uh, any, uh, any popular public figures, like say Hitler. Now, he, wa- he had a white skin which so many people think is perfect. But do we appreciate Hitler because he was white? No. We remember him for the thousands of lives he took and we can never appreciate that. So, or if we go back in time and say, think of uh, Einstein, do we laugh at him for how his hair was? Or do we remember him as the guy who changed physically forever? So, yeah, when exactly. we remember, yeah, so many people for what they did and how what they did impacted other people, then we have to make sure that we think of ourselves in the same light. So, we also have to, you know, make sure that we think that we are capable of doing all of this and it's not just a one-way street. like everybody around us also has to make a note of this so it's you know we have to make sure that the compliments that we give and receive on a regular basis do not involve just our appearance or our weight i would much rather be told how intelligently i do my work or how smartly i manage my finances or You know, how well I take care of my family. than be told that how thin I look. So all of these things are the ones that we want to be appreciated for and should be the ones that we appreciate other people for. So recognize how amazing you are, what all your body is capable of doing. So You know, once we start doing that, maybe we will obsess a little less about how our body looks. And it is not going to be a very small uh process so i have been obese too in, you know a few years ago and it took me a long while to realize you know how i should be feeling more positive in whichever size that i am in and there still are days when i would not feel as good as i should be so it is a long process but one has to make sure that one remembers what our body is capable of
0: understood um that was really well said as well um you know i also wanted to kind of talk to you about um you know, the severity of having a negative body image. Obviously, things are you know based on a broad spectrum and on scale. So, you know, negative thoughts can be milder or more severe. When was when when should one um you know seek out professional help and medical help?
2: So, you know, anytime when the body dissatisfaction that you have starts affecting your Uh, physical mental and social well-being is the time when you should seek help now one can do like there is access to so many tips and tricks and all of that and one can do all in one's capacity to you know implement some of this on their own and try to you know do it by yourself but it it can get serious for a lot of people it can lead to depression it can lead for lead to eating disorders it can lead to a lot of serious issues so one can get um isolated from a lot of people because they want to avoid the mental looks of people one can get you know malnourished because they're not eating enough to stay thin or so you have to find your positive space and if you're not able to do so by yourself then you have to seek help and it will have to be a multidisciplinary help it can't be just one person who can help you through this you might have to consult a nutritionist to make sure that you are eating well again to you know Make sure that you are not malnourished. You might have to consult a counselor who helps you with the whole process of recovering from an eating disorder or recovering from your depression to make you feel confident about yourself again. You might have to uh, consult a doctor if it has impacted your physical health and requires you know, any medical therapy for the same. So do not hesitate to seek help. There is no shame in seeking help because your Absolutely. physical, mental and social well-being is more important than how people perceive
0: you. Absolutely, um, I fully agree with you, and I think that everyone should seek out the help they need, and you know, prioritize their own needs over anyone else's opinion or judgment. Because frankly, none of that matters. Um, and I'm a big believer of you know getting the mental health you need and the physical health help you need as well. Um, I wanted to also talk to you about something interesting I read recently. I think I read an article on, you know, toxic body positivity. And I kind of wanted to understand a little bit more on that. Um, is there something like toxic body positivity? And, you know, how do you know when you're crossing that line?
2: So now, so the body positivity movement started long back and it had seen, you know, different waves through different eras and with yes. more access to internet and everything it is evolving and we are seeing more and more content created around body positivity so sometimes you know when and i do appreciate a lot of this content because it is going to help a lot of people feel positive about themselves but in some ways you know you have seen um say a white thin female who's crunching really hard to grab hold of her stomach rolls and then saying that you know i'm not ashamed of this i feel positive in my body that is going to make a lot of other females who do not look like her feel very insecure a lot of body positivity Mm -hmm. posts are still focusing on how our body appears and because most of them are still showing how their body appears and how one must feel confident in their body the focus is still staying on the appearance part and not on what the body can do or uh, so and you know how they tell you to feel positive all the time that at every moment you should feel positive in your body that is not practically That's true not for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah yeah you are going there are going to be days when you don't feel as positive there are going to be uh, days when you know you feel a little ashamed to be anywhere and everybody is going to be there on their own path of feeling more confident so it is okay to feel bad on some days so that's why some people have been finding this topic and coming up with an approach that is called body neutrality. That I don't have to feel excessively positive or negative about my body. I must just appreciate it for what it does. I don't feel positive or negative about my body. And that is how you know we can appreciate everything that our body is capable of rather than how it looks. And to sum it up, I think there's one quote which I really liked about this that people must remember. is. Our body is an instrument and not an ornament. So we must remember this when we said expectations. I love that.
0: Yeah. I absolutely love that. Um, and I think that that sums it up perfectly. Um, it was amazing, honestly, just talking to you about something so important. And I think it's important for us to, you know, remind ourselves that individuality and you know, being extraordinary and you know, not like everyone else should be celebrated instead of, you know, um, made to feel as strange or odd. And I think um, this chat that we've had about this topic, I think, uh, will hopefully help a lot of our listeners uh, and remind them that, you li- like you well said, your body is more than an ornament. And you have to remind yourself the incredible things your body can actually do because it's the greatest instrument and gift that we've been given. Um, thank you so so much for your time and you know spending time chatting with us and sharing all these um, medical and health insights as well
2: thank you so much for having me over it is some one topic that really interests me so it was very fun to talk about this
0: so with our expert of the day i hope you got some questions answered and i hope you got some tips or advice that you can apply to your everyday life I wanted to take a moment to remind you that your pregnancy or parenthood journey is unique and you should never compare yourself or your experiences to anyone else. Um, I just wanted to make sure you guys are staying safe and still wearing your masks. As things open up worldwide, uh, we should still maintain precaution. Uh, we have a bunch of articles and guides for you on our BabySpace website that you can check out from tips on hygiene and safety to COVID protocol. You can definitely find something useful that you can apply to your life. Also wanted to quickly remind you guys to like and subscribe to our podcast and please share our link with anyone you think would find this helpful. Please join our community. We have so much exciting stuff in store for you guys. See you.